0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dorinda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorinda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 27-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, which is kind of like an expanded version of The Unhurried Homeschooler, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, which is a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. You can find those books at Amazon. You can find them at my website, DorindaWilson.com, and you can find The 4-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to my website and Amazon. I am so glad that you joined me here today. I am going to be sharing with you uh, some of our family's favorite Christmas movies and kind of like what they're about and what we loved about them. Before I do that, I want to encourage you to check out Homeschooling Today. You all know by now, if you've been listening for any length of time, that Homeschooling Today is my favorite homeschooling magazine. It is beautiful. It is so well done. And more than anything, the heart behind Homeschooling Today aligns so much with my heart for homeschooling I would really love it if you would check them out. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. Maybe give yourself a Christmas gift this year and get a subscription to Homeschooling Today. You won't be sorry. These are the kind of magazines that you keep around the house forever because they're timeless. Um, So really, it's an investment in encouragement for yourself as a homeschooling mom. Again, uh, these issues you will go back to over and over again. So our family does love to watch Christmas movies together. Now, as we've gotten uh, to the point where pretty much all of our kids are adults, it is a little more challenging to get together for those movies, but whenever we can, we try to. There's one in particular that we always try to watch together, um, and that is White Christmas, and I'll talk about that one in just a minute. But we um, we love to watch movies together anyway, but especially at Christmas. Um, so we've had, you know gosh, about three decades to acquire a list of holiday movies that are ones we try to watch every year. It's gotten to the point now where we have so many that we either have to start earlier or we just don't get through them all. And I don't know about you, but once Christmas has passed, I'm I'm the mood is gone like I don't really want to watch Christmas movies once Christmas is over so we've decided that starting to watch them a little bit earlier because we used to be really um pretty persistent with the with the cutoff date that we would always celebrate Thanksgiving before we would do anything Christmassy including watching movies but we kind of have adjusted that a little bit um We still love Thanksgiving and we still definitely celebrate it. It hasn't taken away from that at all. But if we really want to watch most of our Christmas movies, we kind of have to start earlier. So we have been enjoying doing that. Um, Some of our favorite movies have come from the recommendations of other people. And that's how we ended up knowing about them, loving them and how they became traditions for us. So I thought that I would share... Uh, the joy, and pass on to you the ones that we have found truly enjoyable. So the first one I want to mention is All I Want for Christmas. This movie, I think, was made, I want to say, 80s, maybe 89 or 90. And my sister-in-law told me about it, and I thought, and, and I think they even, like, We watched it together and we loved it. So it's a really sweet movie about two kids whose parents are recently divorced. Um, They desperately want them to come back together. And in fact, they're sure that they belong together. They are absolutely sure of that. So they come up with this harebrained idea to try and encourage that to happen. So it's really funny. It's very sweet and it's a great ending. So all I want for Christmas. The next one we love, and we actually watch this other times of the year, is While You Were Sleeping. It's not technically a Christmas movie, I guess, but it does take place at Christmas time. It's truly a classic, um, and it is one of my all time favorite movies. Sandra Bullock, you know, I love her. Uh, she plays Lucy, who is a subway worker, falls in love with a handsome stranger. When she saves him from getting mugged, he ends up in a coma with his family, believing that she is actually his fiance. And she's so lonely for family that she just cannot bring herself to tell them the truth. And so just the whole... um, the way that storyline is set up is just really, really fun. And she ultimately does end up telling them. And so, uh, it's, it's a great movie if you haven't watched that while you were sleeping. All right. Jingle all the way. Now, my husband hates this movie with a passion. Okay. It's about a dad. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, playing the main character. And then it's got Sinbad in it. (laughs) which is he's hilarious. This movie is about a dad who is trying to make up for the fact that he's not actually really there for his son by making sure that he gets the toy that his son really wants for Christmas. However, this ends up being way harder than the dad expects because he's waited too long to buy his gift. And so he sets out on a hilarious adventure. Um, And it's, One of the reasons my husband doesn't love it is because it's just a constant, I don't know if you ever saw trains, planes, and automobiles where there's just constantly things are going wrong. It drives my husband crazy, but I think it's hilarious. And so that's the movie that I watch while I am wrapping gifts because he doesn't want to watch it with me. So (laughs) that's my gift wrapping movie. But uh, I I love Sinbad. He's hilarious in this movie. So that is one I would recommend. Little Women. Okay, so that is, again, not strictly a Christmas movie, but it definitely puts you in the mood. And we all kind of know the storyline if you have read Little Women or um, seen any of the more current versions. But it's about a house full of daughters who love their parents, but whose dad is off fighting in the war. These girls are varied in personality, just like any family, and their relationships grow as they mature. So there's an old classic, um, the original, I think it was probably, I want to say it was recorded in the late 30s, early 40s. It stars Elizabeth Taylor as a young girl. And it's just worth it just um, just to see that and just seeing the the costumes and the settings. Um, oh, wait, that one actually, I'm sorry. I take that back. The oldest version is 1933, starring Katherine Hepburn as the young girl. And then the next one in the 40s, which is my favorite one, um, stars Elizabeth Taylor. My other favorite one is the one that was done in the 90s. Um, i trying to remember who stars in that, but that's actually my favorite one just because the lighting and the costumes and it's just so, so well done. Um, You know, in some of those old movies, it's hard to really, you're not getting the same sound and the same lighting and all of that, but they're very special in their own way. So I think there are actually a total of either four or five versions of that, but I would recommend the one from the forties and the one from the nine, I think it's the nineties. All right. The next one is the Santa Claus. Now I know some people just Santa Claus, you just keeping that totally out of your Christmas celebration. And I completely respect that. Um, We watch this with our kids, and they just have great memories associated with, you know, with watching that. And especially Tim Allen, he's just hysterical. Another story of a dad who is not present, who ends up being the next Santa Claus. And the problem is uh, that he is not excited about it. And he is in denial until he actually can't resist anymore. So... That has a really great storyline. And then Miracle on 34th Street, an incredibly adorable little girl, is the daughter of a single and very serious mom. When Santa Claus becomes part of their lives, he has a big job convincing them that he is the real thing. Um, so there's a classic version of that from, I think, the 40s. And then, of course, there's the one that was done, I believe, in the 90s and uh, with Mara can't remember her last name, but uh, that one is really well done with the the lighting and the music and everything is, is fantastic. Um, so love that one. Actually just had this on yesterday with the grandkids over. They were playing and stuff. They weren't really watching it the whole time, but it was fun having it kind of running in the background. Uh, home Alone. Um, this, most of you probably know about this one, the story of a kid who accidentally gets left at home when his family leaves on vacation. He ends up fighting off a couple of bad guys. I mean, great stuff for boys, right? Who And these bad guys wanna steal stuff while most of the people in the neighborhood are gone for the holidays. The only part that I have never cared for <clears throat> is how mouthy he is to his parents. But in the end, he seems to have mended his ways and learned to appreciate his family much more. So there is a, a bit of a lesson and a, and a change in him through not having his family around because uh, you know how it is like absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Uh, But my husband and my kids, especially the boys, they howl in laughter every single time they watch this. I mean, they have seen it how many times? At least 20 to 30 times. And they laugh their heads off every time. And so for me, I love just to sit and watch them watch that movie. Okay. And the next one um, is Elf. Now I'm going to tell you I did not want to watch this movie the first time my kids did because I thought it would be really stupid. I ended up watching it at another time and I laughed my guts out. Like I didn't watch it when my kids said, oh, we want to watch Elf. I was like, go ahead. I'm not, I'm out. This looks dumb. And so I did something else. But like I said, I watched it. Later on, maybe a, a different uh, a Christmas or two later, and I was rolling. And also, it's fun to watch my kids laugh too. So, but it's a completely unrealistic movie, um, but pretty good at making you realize how much the kid in us can get lost in being a grown up. And so, there is that little uh, thread running through the movie, which is which is really fun. How the Grinch stole Christmas. So. This is not, I'm not talking about the one with Jim Carrey. He is not my favorite. So this is actually the original um, Dr. Seuss. You know, it's another classic bah humbug story of the Grinch who hated Christmas so much that he tried to steal it. And so there are lots of cute rhyming and some great lines to walk away with. Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, Now, this is a twist on the original Charles Dickens story starring the epic Muppets. Very cute, um, awesome one-liners and great innuendos. Um, also not quite as scary for the kids as the original story. If you've ever seen the the classic version of it, the ghosts and all that can be a little much for kids. And so this, this one does it well so that it's not so scary. Um, but again, you're going to use discretion. If this isn't up your alley, I totally get it. Like I'm actually making myself kind of vulnerable here sharing the movies that we like to watch because it's so amazing to me. You know, everybody has different experiences when it comes to Christmas and family traditions and family culture. And when you're trying to build a godly family culture, sometimes we mistakenly think we can't do... Anything like this, and and I just don't think that's true. Um, I think we do it with discernment, we do it with wisdom, Um, but you know, again, every family can decide for themselves what is good for them and what is not, and I fully, fully acknowledge that. Um, Again, if you have any problem with any of these movies, I get it. Like it's, it's totally fine. I will say that my kids are fine. Like we have watched these movies and because our our family culture is very grounded in the word, um, you know, us watching movies that aren't realistic or might be some things about Santa Claus hasn't wavered our children's faith in the least. Um, it's just something that we enjoyed together as a family. Um, but again, do what God leads you to do. I think it's so important for you to do that. And I respect whatever it is that you decide to do. All right, so the next one, Christmas with the Cranks. Okay, I love this movie. Uh, Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis, who star as the Cranks, um, Mr. and Mrs. Crank, uh, they decide to skip Christmas because their only child just left home and they just don't see the point. They become hated by their neighbors and the whole town for that matter and they, because they can't imagine why anyone would want to skip Christmas. Christmas, and again, this is based on a on a book, which a lot of times makes the best movies. So that is a fun one. We did watch that one um, a week or two ago, and just I just love it. It's just so funny. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. This is just a little side note. Okay, so some of you might know my story. If you haven't listened to my story, I have. It's called. The title of the podcast episode is called "On the Porch," and I think I said. And then it says my story. So on the porch, colon, my story, if you want to hear my life story. Well, one of the things that I share is that when I got out of high school, um, I worked as a waitress for a while. I knew that I wanted to be a wife and a mom. That's what I really wanted. I visited the college, um, talked to a counselor about possibly taking classes, and I just knew I wasn't supposed to be there. So I left and I never went back. And I just kept praying and I wasn't sure what the Lord would want me to do in the meantime. You know, I wanted to make good use of the time. Anyway, long story short, I decided to become a nanny. That seemed like a really good fit for me. I'd had taken some child development classes in high school and really liked that sort of thing. Um, loved kids, had babysat since I was 10 years old. So I thought a nanny seems like a really good fit. Well, then I found out that there was a nanny school. Get this, a nanny school in Beverly Hills. And we lived in California at the time and just a couple hours north of L.A. And so it was reasonable for me to be able to go down there and go to this nanny school. So this nanny school only lasted about three weeks, just some child development classes. um, And then they would get you hooked up with a job like they would get you the interviews. Well, one of my interviews was with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, And it was super fun just to be able to meet her. And she's just like you would think Um, she's just as real in real life as you see on the screen. Um, the other person that I got to meet was Sally Field. Um, she had, they both had, one had adopted a child. The other had had sort of a, Sally had had sort of a surprise pregnancy later in life. And so, um, I interviewed with her as well. I actually really didn't want the jobs. I just felt like there was going to be a lot of pressure with that kind of situation. Um, so I didn't end up working for them, but it was really fun to inter- interview them. So I guess maybe I have a little, little more of a close tie with the Christmas with the Cranks because I have met Jamie Lee Curtis. And so that's just kind of a fun little side note. Um, I mentioned earlier the one that we all just love. I think it's probably our top number one absolute favorite Christmas movie is White Christmas. We have watched this movie every single year since we got married. So 33 years. And can I just say a side note? Please don't hate me. Don't send me hate mail. I am not a fan of musicals, okay? I know that there are a few moms out there going, yes, thank you. I'm not the only one. I feel like as homeschool moms, we're supposed to like all of it, right? We're supposed to like board games. I I hate board games. I'm getting a little more open to them just because I'm finding they're a really good way to get to know, like when my sons get married or when someone's dating someone, it's a great way to get to know somebody. The pressure's off to just have conversation and you can just laugh and talk and play the game. So I, my respect for board games is growing, but my children will tell you that there was one point, one time that I actually paid them to let us stop playing the game, <laughs> So we're playing this game and I did not want to keep playing. And I said, okay, kids, how about this? Would you be okay if mom gave you ice cream? Can we please stop playing this game? And they were like, yeah. They never let me forget that. (laughs) It's kind of a big joke in our family. So I don't really like board games. I'm not a fan of musicals, but there are some that I'm like, they're so well done that it's worth, it's worth it to endure the music and the fanfare. To me, I look at the story and I go, okay, you're slowing the story down. Like we're gonna sing a song about one thing right now. Can we just move on with the story? I don't know what that says about me, but it says something. Um, So I'm not a fan of musicals, but I do love White Christmas. Um, It's just a great story about a couple of guys who get out of the Army after World War II and go on to make their own way in show business. So you're talking uh, made around 1948, 1949, Bing Crosby danny Kay. so when they find out that their old commander owns an inn in vermont that is struggling to stay afloat they decide to use their fame to draw a big crowd to the inn and revive it the costumes in this movie are amazing and the sets are cozy um again filmed back in the 40s Bing Crosby, Danny Kay, wonderful, love it. Okay, Holiday Inn. Now, this is another of Bing Crosby's movies with amazing sets. I think this was actually made before White Christmas. And at the end of Holiday Inn, they sing White Christmas. And I think that launched um, Irving Berlin into creating the White Christmas movie. But Holiday Inn is really fun. It's another of Bing Crosby's movies, amazing sets and costumes, and very charming storyline. So a former singer, dancer, buys a large home intending just to settle down away from show business, but he can't help himself, and he ends up putting on a show for every holiday of the year. Uh, very clean romance, humor, and great musical entertainment. Um, wonderful dancing, um, yeah, it's just it's just fantastic. So Holiday Inn is the name of that movie. Fred Astaire is in it too. Man, that guy can dance. Woo. All right, Christmas Lodge. Now I haven't actually watched this in several years. I'm not a huge fan of Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm sorry. Again, I probably just offended a bunch of you. <laughs> My daughter put it this way: It's like the the gal leaves her small town. She goes to work for a corporation. Falls in love with a rich, successful guy um, who she's about to marry. And then she goes back to her hometown for one, one reason or another meets the guy, uh, the hometown guy with the flannel shirt and the ax and, and, and he doesn't have any money, but she falls in love with him. Anyway, it's, I love the way she describes it. It's hilarious. So that's kind of, that's kind of, I feel like that's sort of the premise of every Hallmark movie, which can be great and charming and fun. Um, but Christmas Lodge, was one of those accidental finds that I ran across a few several years ago. And we really did like it. It was clean. There was some romance, all clean, good humor, good storyline. Um, it's about a gal who's engaged, but to someone who is not really a good fit for her. Do you hear a theme going on here? She and he take a hike through the woods, which is not his cup of tea, and happen across a lodge that her grandparents used to own. This is the part that I thought was cool. It's being renovated by a young widower with a young daughter, but he doesn't really have the money to finish it so she happens to be in the business of finding funds for situations just like that so long story short they fall in love but with a lot of hesitation on her part and as they work on this project together he gently woos her and she soon realizes how much she really cares for him so it's a sweet movie Christmas Lodge is the name of that movie and then of course, there's the Christmas classics. I remember watching these at Christmas all through my childhood. They're things like, um, oh gosh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman. Those are kind of the main ones. Um, and they're, you know, some of them are claymation. Uh, my kids say that claymation creeps them out, um, that there are some that are well done, but <laughs> I don't know what they think about these. These are so old that I think they're they're pretty, uh, they're not creepy in any way, but they're just just sweet. Uh, Movies. I guess maybe I have more of a connection to them because I watched them as a kid. So that's something that we will sometimes watch. Um, Eloise at Christmas. I mentioned that earlier. Um, It's a very cute movie starring a gregarious six-year-old who lives at the Plaza Hotel in New York City. She spends most of her time um, at the Plaza, bringing her version of Christmas to those who are staying there. She tries to be helpful, but she often finds herself in trouble that her nanny has to rescue her from. And Julie Andrews plays the nanny and the two of them are really, really charming together. They have a great relationship. And the Christmas choir, this is kind of maybe a little bit hallmarky, but it's it's really sweet. It's about a workaholic gentleman who has overlooked Christmas, friends, and even his fiance for too long. Then his life starts to fall apart. He has a chance encounter with a homeless man named Bob and this changes everything and inspires Peter to start a choir that eventually goes on to be enormously successful. And the really cool part is it's based on a true story. I love those. Christmas with a capital C. Now I'm gonna admit we only watch this once or twice. Because it's a little on the corny side, but definitely worth the watch. It's a heartwarming story about a small town that faces having their 50-year tradition of putting up a manger scene in the middle of the town stopped by a former native um, of the town who is bitter. The town has a choice as to how they will treat this man who is bringing a lawsuit against them, and they soon find that a soft answer turns away wrath. So it's a great little movie. Um, Again, that title is Christmas with a capital C. Just have a few more here to share. Christmas in Connecticut. Okay, what can I say? I am a fan of old movies, good old movies. This is a fun one made in the 40s. It's about a Martha Stewart wannabe. Obviously, Martha Stewart didn't exist then, but I figured you would know what I meant when I said Martha Stewart wannabe, who is a writer for a ladies' magazine. She writes as though she is living this extremely domestic life on a beautiful estate in Connecticut, when in reality, she is single. She lives in an apartment. The editor of the magazine she writes for, um, her boss, decides to spend Christmas with her at her Connecticut home, and the attempt at faking the whole thing ensues. It's hilarious. Now, that's the other movie that I watch while I'm rapping because my husband's not crazy about it. Um, He's not not a a fan of a lot of old movies, um, but he does love White Christmas. That's his favorite. He grew up with that one as well. And so Christmas in Connecticut, I think there's a like a newer version that was done in the 80s. I haven't watched that one. I watched the one from the 40s. I can't remember who plays in it, but it shouldn't be hard to find. Um, the Bells of St. Mary. Oh, Again, another Bing Crosby movie, another, for, another wonderful old classic. So Bing Crosby stars as a parish priest who is sent to aid an ailing parochial school. He himself is very laid back, but finds himself at odds with a no-nonsense sister, on uh, a nun, on how to educate the children. A miserly businessman who owns the property next door is determined to have St. Mary's condemned so that he can build a parking lot for his employees, and only a miracle can save St. Mary's now. Um, again, co- uh, costumes are wonderful. This is all done, I believe, in the 40s. Um, there's one part where these tiny, tiny little children, they can't, none of them could be over five, are doing uh, the Christmas scene, the nativity uh, scene, and it is just precious. So the bells of St. Mary. Okay, last one. This is one I almost didn't put on the list um, because I'd kind of forgotten about it. Um, I don't even remember how we ended up with this precious gem, but our, our, uh, our oldest son reminded me to put this on the list, which means it must be pretty special to our kids too. So it's a wonderful story. It's it's a cartoon. Um, so it's animation, and it's maybe about thirty minutes long. <clears throat> so it's a wonderful story about a calf. Yes, in as in bovine, who is the best friend of a little boy who cannot speak. He had trauma, um, <clears throat> uh, previously. And so it, it, it rendered him unable to speak. And when it's time to make her Christmas wish, this little calf, Annabelle, gives of herself to give Billy his voice back. And so it's just a really sweet, precious little movie. All right. So there you have it. I am sure that there are other wonderful movies out there, but these are the ones that we know of and recommend. Um, I hope somewhere in this post or in this uh, podcast, you find a new treasure and a new tradition. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to build culture in our family. Um, Even as we're watching Christmas movies together, we thank you that you are there, you are present with us, Lord, and that we have the opportunity to just be with our children during this holiday season, to soak in their their presence, to soak in your presence um, amongst our families. Lord, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. We thank you for giving us this season. I can't help but think that you knew that this was going to be a very special time of year for so many families and specifically for families who love you. And so thank you for giving us such a wonderful thing to celebrate, and that is the birth of Christ. We're so thankful. And uh, I just pray that as we walk out our journeys with our families and we build culture in our families, that you would lead us and guide us. Help us to stand firmly um, on your word. Help us to be faithful, to do what you put in front of us to do. I pray that you would give every mom here wisdom to know. Um, what is good for her family and what isn't. Um, Give her husband wisdom. And I pray that they would talk together and make those decisions together, Lord. And we just, I thank you for every single one listening and just pray a blessing over them, over their families and over um, specifically over their families during this holiday season. In Jesus name. Amen.